We're all good? Cool. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of me, myself, and I'm Joey G, Bad Bussy on Instagram, whatever. You want to call me? Just follow, stream, support, and another person that we should be following, supporting, purchasing from, and supporting their art is Thaddeus Coates, our guest today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. I've been following you on Twitter for a while now. No way. Yeah. <laughs> like a while now, I want to say. <laughs> Which I think I I think I saw you just from like common like gay Twitter. Very you know, that's how we all know each other. <laughs> and like you just see somebody who's very pretty and you're just like, oh, who are they? Where do they live? Other side of the world? Okay. Follow. <laughs> They're my best friend now. They're my husband now. But then I seen you developing like throughout you building your brand, your personality, then you would bring in your animation work. And I was just like, this is a boss right here. <laughs> like this, I need to talk to this person. And then I got to know your, um, your rep. Name starts with a J. Jazan. Jazan, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we made that happen. So I'm very happy for you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. Good, I'm glad you are. I just want you to like introduce and explain who is Thaddeus, like Thaddeus is many things, an animation artist, a model for a brand you guys just might know, nothing, no big deal or anything, many other things. Who is Thaddeus to start off with? Well, hello, my name is Thaddeus. Um, I also go by the uh, monogram Hippie Potter. Hippie Potter, yep. So um, I do a lot. I'm a very multi-hyphenate uh, person. I wear many hats. Mm -hmm. I am a model and artist. Um, a content creator, a uh, fashion guru of sorts, um, and I'm an illustrator, a writer. I do many things. Yeah. But yeah, I like to represent. What was, <laughs> and that's the thing, I was trying to make a really smooth transition from like my work and being like some figure of representation there into our intro, and then I slipped that up, so enjoy that but you <laughs> filled in that plot hole for me i so got you. you i felt it you know I we felt see it. each other and since you're many things what's the thing what was like your first break in the industry or what was your first foot in? like i know you went to fit so mm -hmm. would you say fashion was kind of like your first gateway into being like okay whatever this wide and vast world of entertainment is in just art pop culture media in general well i think that I went to FIT, yes. Mm -hmm. My big break into the fashion industry, or my first like big gig, I would say, is American Eagle. Yes. Mm -hmm. I did American Eagle in 2019, right before the pandemic. Uh, kind of just catapulted me into like this newfound um, superstardom. Mm -hmm. And then like the story got picked up, like the campaign got picked up by like Teen Vogue and Paper yep. and ID, and everybody was like, oh my gosh, who's this new, who's this like guy who's like, you know. Mm -hmm. We've never seen them before. And I was just like, I didn't know how much I meant to people. Yeah. And so everybody was just really so happy. And I was just so happy, too. Um, and so, yeah, after that, I just kind of got the footing to, like, launch, like, who I am as a person in the industry. Yeah. At that point, did you know what you wanted to be in the industry? Or by hearing back from people and getting those interviews with different publications, were you, like, were you then starting to mold what you wanted Thaddeus Hippie Potter, the brand to be in that moment? Yes. Okay. So I feel like there was a defining moment on set when I was like with the other models who were already signed. Mind you, I didn't sign. This is my first gig. I just signed I it. I said you. yes. It was like a Cinderella moment. This lady found my Instagram. She told me to come into like this office. It was very suspicious, honestly. I was like, is this a scam? Because I've had my fair share of scams in New yep. York. Um, but it was a Cinderella moment. I tried on these jeans. And so after I tried on the jeans, she was like, we'll take you. You're exactly what we're looking for. Uh, this uh -huh. is the date. Boom, 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 boom. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. But when I was on set, I was just being myself. Yeah. Um, and so I was around all these other models who were signed. And I was like, y'all are signed. I have representation. I do this all the time. I can do this too. And I'm really good at it. Mm -hmm. and so I was like, I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> And look, and look, here you are now. Yeah. Doing it, as well as many other things. What do you think about the modeling industry as a whole? Or what do you think, or what did, what did you think about it at that time when you were starting out? Um, in 2019, or at least from that specific gig? I want to say, 
I knew that there was a space for me because I didn't see anybody who looked like me. Mm-hmm. So I knew that my position and my place in the industry was needed. Yeah. And so I just shot for like the highest of everything. You know, so I didn't even want to stop at just like your average retailer, like American Eagle. I was like, I want to walk this. I want to walk Gucci. I want to, I want Kenzo. Like I was like, right. I gave a list. I always, I make a nice list always. And that's how I manifest everything. What's that your happens. signs? I'm an Aries. Okay. Work. Fire signs. <laughs> love, love. So like I had a list already and I was like, well, these are all the things I want to do. Cause there was nothing that I don't feel like there's nothing that I don't think that I could ever not do. Yeah. That's just how I am. I love that. So like That's even a if I've never Aries. Yeah, even if I've never yeah. done before, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah. I was like, let's just shoot for the moon and hitting all the stars all along the way, you know? All the stars. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's the thing, it's like for me when it comes to those things, at first, like back in the day, I would be like, I don't see myself in, you know, these images or pop culture, whatever, or just in anything in general, big, like, okay, so Maybe there's not a space for a reason. Mm-hmm. But the other way to think about it is exactly what you said. Be like, okay, looks like I am needed here. Right. Because there is an absence of what I represent and where I want to be. Let me just put myself there then. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's amazing to begin with, especially you're not just doing modeling. You're taking that further going on into animation and illustration. How did you start illustrating? Um, I was illustrating since like forever. Like I started drawing when I was like in middle school, mm-hmm. and I was just that's been something that I always wanted to do, but um, I could never really get into like the actual field or career or how I'll come about it. Because every time I hear about an illustrator, when I was younger, it would just be like you illustrate children's books, and it was like it wasn't seen as a solid career to kind of yeah. like for help you bring in money. But I knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get here, but I really want to do it. And I feel like I have something to say. I have a really big imagination. I still use my imagination to this day, yeah. which I think is really important. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I love it. And that's the thing. I feel like <laughs> adults are just people of like the kind of pastish generation. They'll make it seem like the creative arts aren't a legit and sustainable way mm-hmm. of income, way of living. Etc. But then there'll be the same ones that are talking about like investing in art pieces and stuff like that. And I'm like, doesn't it take artists to make the pieces you all are? That's so interesting too. Yeah, I feel that too. Yeah. You know, even like with music, like, um, you know, it's always said like if you know somebody that's like a local artist or just like starting out in music, like make sure they have their other hustle just to fall back on, just in case. Which like, yeah, is valid and that's the practical approach. But that doesn't mean you need to lose faith and give up. On that person because once they get into the music business they're not just doing music they're doing business too right that's where you make money too and that's where you could extend your career your resume your personality into many different things which like we said is what you've done absolutely you know what do you think at this moment is like your current love like out of all the different skills and talents you have what's the one that's like not number one but like kind of the favorite child at the moment like where's your heart at right now um, where is my heart? Oh, <laughs> like, where is emotional. My heart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm really good at like balancing spinning plates. So right now, the things that I'm currently obsessed with doing, I'll just tell you right now. Mm-hmm. I just got like an art studio, so I'm obsessed with like furnishing this space where I can create more content and more things that I actually like to do. Mm-hmm. I can produce out of that studio. I can like ship and everything. So I'm really obsessed with like building this kind of like haven for like everything that I do and create. So I'll yeah. be even like modeling and stuff there too. So I'm ex- I'm obsessed with that. Um, I'm obsessed with. I have some so many collaborations coming out. So I am obsessed with how my brand is growing right now. I'm also obsessed with how, like, I feel like I've made so many strides in, like, the industry being, like, a big and tall model. But I'm obsessed mm-hmm. to right now to see how much I'm going to grow even more. Yeah. So, like, I'm, like, I'm in the future right now. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. When you mentioned the studio, the first thing that came in my head was, like, it's, like, a WeWork situation, but it's for you. Mm-hmm. T-Work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, if you want to open up that <laughs> business, let that be the next thing. Go ahead. Yeah. But um, I wanted to go back to modeling where a lot of people mm-hmm. know you from. How'd you get your start with Savage Fenty? Ah, uh, okay. So 
summer of um summer of 2020 mm-hmm. the uh what's her name i'm not gonna give her name out but the uh, the creative yeah. director <laughs> the art director of savage Fenty actually dm me and was like wow. hey we're launching a men's uh like wear line and we want you to be a part of it do you have an agent I was like, sure. Wow. So my agency, like, the the first, first launch that came out, people don't know that. That's actually a story that I've never told before. But people don't know that, like, when I was supposed to be in the first launch before where everything came out, but I was double booked. So I did another, um, I did, I had, like, an art campaign go live with Adobe. And so, like, I had to, like, make content for them. But also, Rihanna and them had one of me. And so I had to choose. And I don't know. It was just, like, a little fumble. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I wasn't able to do it the first time. And then so what happened was Pride time rolled around, like early January, fe- February, and the team had reached out and said, we want to work with you. Yeah. We want you to be like a part of the first launch, the first Savage X20 Pride launch. And I said, well, you know, that's fitting. That's yeah. fitting. I said, let's do it. Send the clothes over. Yeah. Here's the address. Yeah. So then I became like a part of the Fenty family. Like I was a Fenty boy. Like I was there wow. on set. I was like putting on all this stuff. Also, the, the makeup they use is... Fenty. All Fenty. Everything yeah. is Fenty. Love. And so, yeah. Did you feel a difference when you were on a Fenty set versus, like, the American Eagle set or versus any other mm-hmm. modeling sets where you're on? Like, did you feel any difference in the energy, your comfortability? I feel like, okay, also, in the mm-hmm. Savage thing, I literally have to be, like, just an underwear. Of course, yeah. Or, like, just an underwear or just, like, in a robe. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm hot. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm hot. So I was like, this is about to this is about to eat. This yeah. is about to this is about to eat. Right. Right. And so I my thing it. is, shout out to everybody who, you know, are comfortable in their bodies. I'm always comfortable wherever mm-hmm. I go. I'm 6'6, 25. Like that's how I weigh in. Those are my stats. Um, so I'll say I'm about to represent yeah. everybody who feels like who everybody who sees themselves in me, just like the same thing with American Eagle. I feel like every time I'm booked for a company that I'm the first of, like a man on the moon moment, I'm always going to put the first foot forward for all of us because I feel like that's what is important. Yeah, completely. And as like a black plus queer model, I'm always going to, my narrative is just as strong as my presence. And so I feel like when I stepped on the set, I was going to represent for them or for wherever. And so Mm -hmm. it just made me feel like I was at home. Yeah. Have you talked or met Rihanna? Have you talked to Rihanna or have you met her? She... Exchange words. Um. Okay, so... I was on set and she did open the door and peek. And it wow. was <laughs> Yo. Well. Um, I was on set. She opened the door, she peeked, but um she didn't come all the way in. Also, this is during like COVID. Gotcha. Yeah. This is like the height of COVID. So she she peeked. I caught a glimpse and my heart really just stopped. Also, like it was a lot going on too. Like I was wearing like a lot, I remember what I had on exactly. Uh-huh. I was wearing like the lime green set. They wanted to make it blow in the wind, so this lady like brings the fan. Like she's like, it was a moment. Love it. it was a production. It was a moment. I, I was yeah. like, can you record me getting this? Like she was like, we can't record. I said, dang. I wish I would record it, but like it's a moment that I'll just save for myself. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I did meet her in passing once. Wow, how was that? It was like I said, it was like it was a moment. I feel like it was polarizing. She's very polarizing. Really? How so? Um, I feel like her presence even. Even from like what I the glimpse I've seen of her like over because like the the proximity I'm like in the center of mm-hmm. like the studio but like the door is over here but it's like behind I us. got you so you see so, her in like your peripheral yeah 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 and even then I was like that's fucking intimidating she's like the Wizard of Oz you're just like the lady I said, behind you the watching, curtain I'm about to turn up the heat absolutely I'm like, about to turn up the heat already up but if she walks in mm-hmm. I was in savage mode let's just say that just say that. <laughs> That'll be in the next ad and everything. They'll take that audio bite. Everything's okay. You don't even need to pay for it. Take it. <laughs> completely fine. Um, I wanted to ask you about like your ideas on the modeling industry specifically. There is. I really related to what you're saying when you're talking about the quote unquote model image mm-hmm. and how essentially. And I'm realizing this now as I grow and like you know we're in the queer scene too. So it's very like. It's very beauty centric mm-hmm. as well. It's very aesthetically driven and aesthetically focused. And I've been realizing more and more now, I'm Egyptian. I've been realizing, I'm just like, all these standards and shit, mm-hmm. and quote unquote, what you said, the model image, are all just rooted in whiteness, mm-hmm. essentially. That's very true. 
you know, when did you, not like when did you have that moment where you realized it, but just what do you think I feel like about I'm, that and where are we right now when it comes to deviating away from that? I feel like I'm constantly in a state of recognizing that, which is like kind of exhausting to be honest, but it is exhausting. My counterparts who are also probably the same build as me, they probably are booked regularly for other jobs. I'm not even sure their rates because that's a whole nother situation. Um, but I definitely feel like that's very prominent. That's why I feel like when, like, big and tall models are represented, like, especially, like, of color and, like, black models were represented on, like, that scheme, mm. I feel like it kind of gives us a, a better dog in the fight, if anything. Yeah. You absolutely. know? Like, um, the models that I, like, have worked with before, I'm not even sure if they've ever shot with, like, Savage Fenty. Yeah. You know, but they're always going to be the standard and always going to probably be booked for other jobs, but they haven't shot Savage Fenty. So, like, yeah. it's, like, that's my only, that's one of my only dogs in the fight. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just kind of adds value. But I'm also constantly aware of that. But I also know that, like, nobody is me and that is my power. Yeah. So, no matter if I'm, like, up against, like, Fabio or, you know. For sure. Anybody else, I just feel like I'm always going to shine through because I'm going to be authentically me. Mm -hmm. Have you always had that mindset or did it take a minute for you to fully grow into it? Let's see. Hmm. I feel like high school kind of solidified that for me. Okay. Um, I was very experimental in, like, like my outfits already. Yeah. So I already had, like, a big sense of, like, difference and, like, unique and, like, kind of, like, outcast-ish kind of, like, things. But also it was kind of, like, a, it, was, it was very nuanced because I played football for four years. Okay, gotcha. It's so like I was on the football team, but I was, like, mixing all these, like, social norms Still together. eating the girls up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That stick to the status quo song from High School Musical right. was about me. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I was like all over. No, no, no. Stick to the stuff you know. I was like blending right. these things. And so I realized that like I'm multifaceted and I'm not like a monolith. And it's very important for me to be able to scratch every itch I have. Yeah. To the fullest capacity. Completely. I love that. And that's like, that's truly like inspiring to me because my thing is, is like, I have all these things I want to pursue, da da da. But I'm just like, okay, well, which one do I start out with? Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, why not just do them all at once? You could. If it won't kill me, just do it all at once. Yeah. Go for it. I get that question you know? a lot, too. Um, I get the, like, which one do you like more? Or, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, why don't you just do one at a time thing? But I'm just like, I can do them yeah. all. Do it Rihanna all. is doing everything. Exactly. Chloe, Bailey is doing a lot. Everything. Like, she Doja even Cat said it. She was like, does a lot. Like, mm -hmm. these women, these, like, pioneers, these, like, entrepreneurs, they're doing everything. Everything. They're like wizards. Everything. I like to call us wizards. We're wizards. That's a very good point. And they are the ones making spaces for themselves. They're not going to the other companies being like, can you take me? No. If that company doesn't want them, they'll move on and either make their own thing mm -hmm. or find a home that's safe for them business-wise. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what Rihanna did with Fenty. You never saw Rihanna collabing with a makeup brand. She collabed with MAC back in the day. Mm -hmm. But other than that, she said, okay, not enough foundation shades? Word. Yeah. I got you. That is I'll so do it myself. Cool. I'll do it myself. Like, that's truly, like, that's the wave. That's when you know you're meant to change things. Mm -hmm. Is like when you're not willing to just follow and ask somebody else to do it or collaborate with somebody else and do it. Just say, you know, I got it. Right. It's cool. I mean, goes with Savage Fenty, too. I mean, we haven't even had men or, like, men-branded lingerie. Right. Ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I think of Charlie, that, like, gay brand but like when i think yeah. of that i immediately discount myself from it from it i'm like okay those are all meant for shredded white gays and those speedos not mm -hmm. me whereas when i think of savage i'm like oh, just think of me in like a sexy orange silk robe with my little fenty savage fenty jock strap underneath like right. i'm immediately included mm -hmm. you know because of the branding the messages and it because it's genuine mm -hmm. and authentic and that's even even that i feel like it's so nuanced because mm -hmm. Um, recently, um, I was like tapped to like this event, I'll say, I'll do this event with like a bunch of other like, uh, big and tall models. But mm -hmm. also I just felt like, I felt like I didn't have a ring, like I hadn't have a ring in the fight. And I also felt like mm -hmm. some of the people who were a part of the event didn't even view me as somebody who has something to offer to the advancement of our community, which is weird to me. That's weird. That's weird to me. And it's also because I'm black queer. 
Yeah. So like that's another layer to like me mm-hmm. being in the industry too. So like in addition to me fighting against the norms like that modeling has, it's also fighting against the norms of like society. Exactly. Day to day. Right, but I'm also like mass presenting. I'm like cis hat, so like I get that. But also mm-hmm. like it's even more nuanced once you really get into the seven layer dip that yeah. is like the industry. Yep. Um, but it just also realized it also just made me like affirm that like my voice and my like my voice is so important. Yeah. In everything that I do. It is, and it's that's when you like I don't know. It's each. It sounds so corny to be like, oh, each one of us has a voice and stuff like that, but we really do. You know, mm-hmm. all of our stories, all of our hardship, all the shit we've gone through. Like that only goes to waste when you don't use it for good of a the future or the people to come after you or all of the above. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm getting to that point right now. Like I grew up. Uh, you know, we were talking about it, like. DC. I grew up in Maryland in DC, mm-hmm. in like a post 9/11 esque world. My family's Egyptian. Mm-hmm. That wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. We were the only people of color within our whole like, what is it called? Like a cul-de-sac, like that type of thing in our neighborhood as well. Now I go back and I see a bunch of other, you know, like my Indian sisters, you know, other Middle Eastern families and stuff like that too, and it makes me happy now. But back then, only what like 20 years ago, which isn't that terribly long ago, right. when we think about society progressing. And it was so different back then. And I think about it now and I'm just like, man, all that stuff really still sits on my mind. It's hard to get over it some days. Mm-hmm. Some days it just randomly comes back at me. And then I'm like, well, look at all that you've done now. Mm-hmm. You work for you know, the country's biggest morning radio show. You're a queer Egyptian person right? working there. You did it. And as long as you keep on doing that and make sure you give others that platform and that voice that they gave to you, then it never went to waste. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. did you have that full circle moment too, where you're like, okay, all this shit kind of did happen for a reason. I feel like I'm constantly thinking about that, and I feel like I I'm see. constantly like setting the bar like higher and higher. That um, <laughs> that Michelle Obama video. Congratulations, <laughs> Queen. Constantly You've setting the bar. Again. You've done it again. That- that then, plays in my mind. Yeah. Then there's like the edit. Have you seen that one where it's like, no. I think it's like, congratulations, clown. Consistently setting the bar low and low every single time. Can you time. see me the edit, please? I will. And like people tweet it, they'll just be like, well, just text in my ex again. And they'll put that out with it. It is so funny. Mm. I love that meme. Send it to me, please. I will. I'm going to find it. I know it's somewhere deep within my meme folder I have on my phone for mental health reasons, clearly. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you. Who's been like your favorite celebrity interaction or just kind of public figure interaction so far with you being in this industry? Um, let's see who, who, who I can, I actually like seen a tweet about this. Um, my funniest, um, I want to say my, I'll say my funniest, my funniest interaction. Uh It's not even on set, but, uh, I was interacting with, what's his name? William Harper Jackson. Yep. He's in the good place. Uh huh. I had no idea that he was in the good place, right? And so I was—I seen him in Soho, leaving like this New York Fashion Week party. And so after I like, I bumped into him, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I loved you in Electric Company." Oh, mind you, that's girl. like his first like first thing, yeah. But in my mind, it just meant so much to me that mm-hmm. like, I met him from there. I tweeted it, and everybody was like, "Why would you humble him like that?" I was like, "What do you mean?" Then I immediately thought of him from, like, uh, Love Life. Yeah, yeah, and, completely. But everything else, like, streamlined to me after I had walked past him. Then I realized, I said, oh, and Love Life. Have a good night. <laughs> Loves you and so-and-so. Also, oh, he's in his car? Okay, well. That was the funniest interaction I've had. That's endearing, though. He was really I mean, nice, though. He was nice about the whole thing. See? <laughs> and was that your first kind of, like, like that show, that movie? Was that your first interaction? Yes. The electrical that's endearing, was the first, you know? It was my first thing, yeah. Like, that's what comes to your mind first of when you think of that person. I think that's less corny than, like, just talking about somebody's most recent project. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, if I was in day and someone was just like, I love you, New 4, I'd just be like... Well, you're right. So does everyone. But you're if someone was right. like, I knew you were that girl since Shake It Up, she'd probably be like, thank you that's for believing in like, me since then. Invest, investment, you know? That, that's the word. It's an investment. It's, you've shown that you've been invested in their career. You've so you know what? There. He probably actually loved that, honestly. <laughs> probably <laughs> gets in his car so. and was like, you've been with me since then. Driver's just like, okay. Mind you, that pro- he probably shot that 20 years ago. 
probably at this point. But that just might be a very refreshing childhood. I don't know how old he was at that time, but you know, younger memory since then, you know. But going back to um, the industry and whatnot, I just like looked at my notes. I want to ask you this question: mm-hmm. Do you think inclusivity has become a trend? Um, for the better, I hope. Yes. If it is a trend, um, I don't know. Thinking about how other people will feel or see or like want to be like included should be mm-hmm. a trend. It should be something that's like normalized. Completely. Usually, trends are things that become normalized over time. So hopefully, it's a tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Like um, crop tops becoming normalized. You know, yeah. or like leather pants in the summer becoming normalized, trendy, and then becoming normalized. Exactly. Um, I hope it, it does. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of strides in the industry, and I feel like there are people, there are bigger public figures and celebrities that I can look to and mm-hmm. see myself in, like Winston Duke, uh, exactly. Lizzo, yep, um, just to name a few. But like, yeah, and Precious Lee, like these Absolutely. are the, these are girls who are doing it, who are actively doing it. Paloma, Dang. like though, like their size is a big, like part of them. They're not just their size, and they're showing how talented they are. Exactly. In all the they're not like the plus size singers or the plus size models. Lizzo's just a singer to me. Right. Also, yes. You know. This. This. This is such a great point. Yeah. That is such a beautiful point. Nobody calls Lizzo a plus size singer. She's just a singer. She's just a singer. You are on the I money. I mean, with like that. with her level of talent. I mean. Yeah, she's gorgeous, stunning, hello. One of the best looks at the Met Gal this year. But when I think of her, I think of her talent, I think of her flute playing, I think of her performances. Like, there's a greater picture mm-hmm. beyond the tagline. Absolutely. Or, you know? There's a bigger picture. And I'm waiting, hopefully, for the modeling and just the more aesthetic-focused industry and the editorial industry to hopefully get over that idea. Sooner than later, I hope. You know, like... Ashley Graham, the plus size model, which like, is she really plus size? Yeah, she's like, you know, the first of the first, they kind of just go. Yeah. Like, once they're at that platform, they kind of just go from there. Exactly. So, like now she's like grandfathered into the whole movement because she's like one of the first visible. Anyway. One of the first, yeah. Visible, Very good point. you know, because there should there could there could have been, and there probably were mm-hmm. many more before her. Who was doing it but weren't really accredited with that like takara from america's next time model whitney from america's yes. next model. Like, let's really be yes. real about it <laughs> like, america's next time model birthed so many girls so many girls that have shot up to the tops and so many that could still to this day be there if they really wanted to or right everything worked out and that's the thing and i asked that question because whenever i think about stuff like that and i've you know tried sending like photos and like submissions to like modeling agencies, just random casting calls or whatever. And I'd always think when I pass by certain ads here, like certain Calvin ads and everything, I'm like, they seem like they're trying to cling on to this idea Mm. of inclusivity. You know what I mean? Like urban now, like you'll see, for example, you might see like a person of color modeling, like Calvin Klein, for example. Mm -hmm. But then I'm just like, okay, check. Got that. But then I'm like, but they're ripped though, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And we love that. But I'm like, are they, they're still trying to find ways to hang on to what they think society at a major level pull their eyes to. The proximity to your standards. Exactly. Which is crazy. Exactly. You're right. You're right. You know, so they'll be like, okay, here's, here's an Asian model, but he's going to be ripped. But, like, that makes my skin crawl. Honestly, if you look at the casting processes when they put everybody's papers on the thing and they're choosing lineups, I've probably only seen one in my whole, like, modeling career because I really don't like them. They make me feel really uncomfortable. And I was already on set working, and I've seen, like, them spread the pictures out and be like, this with this, Mm. but this with this. And it just makes me feel like, dang, are we, like, Uber Eats? Yes, exactly. You order in the meal? Right. That's what it's it's giving. Like, just Extra pickles. No lettuce. No lettuce. Onions. I'll take that. Extra cheese on that. You know? Thank you. Like, yeah. let's, be, let's just be real about it all the way around. Yeah, completely. And it's, you know, and you could go into those processes, you know, as confident as ever. But then when you see yourself, I could only imagine being scaled down to just a number on a sheet or a Polaroid within 300 other ones. You're just like, fuck, this is harsh. Mm-hmm. You know? 
how do you kind of get past that mindset? Do you kind of wash that off once you leave? I think it's the power. power I think it's the power in the platform, because now I know what's for me is going to be for me. And so when things like that happen, I'm just like, I'll just, that's fine. Because more than likely, another company will just approach me and they want me to do Harry Potter X so-and-so. Like, yeah. Harry Potter X Nike, Harry Potter X Adidas. Like, mm-hmm. So if, even if I wasn't cast in a campaign for, like, they came out in the summer for Adidas, right. in a month from now, or, like, in six months from now, they could possibly be in my, DM, in my like, email. Not DMs, in my email, email saying, hey, we want you to launch the line Harry Potter X Adidas. Yes, or, like... And stuff like Completely. that, where like I'm curating the brand to fit what's already here. Absolutely. And I love that power that platform gives us. When mm-hmm. people build their platform, when you have a platform in general, your audience kind of gives you that power. And that's why I'm always, I'm nothing without my community. Yeah. And I put my, my, my community first because Absolutely. I realize how powerful that is. Like you can work with so many people, so many brands. I've had so many collaborations because my community supports whatever I do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you don't have anyone to share with, it was somebody that said that. I think it might have been a quote Rihanna was saying from somebody else watching her like Harvard speech mm-hmm. the other day. And she talked about that. She was like, success is all about community or something among the lines of that. And if you make it to where you are and you don't find a way to share it with anyone or inspire anyone, then what is the point? Right. What's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, and I realized like there's more people rooting for you than there are against you. The ones that are rooting against you, it may just sound louder in your heads on some days, mm-hmm. but most of the times, people are rooting for you. Right. You know? You're right, actually. Really right. Like, I'll even get, like, tripped up about that, too. Like, I'll go to work, and I'll try to be getting, like, this promotion, that promotion. Doesn't happen. Hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But then, oh, ooh, voice card. Come on. Raspy moment. But then <laughs> I will put, like, an episode out, and I'll get a bunch of good critiques and stuff like that. And people will be like, this is a really good interview. And I'm like, you know what? That compliment means more to me than raise to begin with mm-hmm. and i'm glad i'm getting that i would love the race too my landlord would think that's sickening <laughs> but but you know the thing that you're meant to do when you're getting praise on that you're just like okay this is what i'm supposed to be doing this is what i'm getting rooted on mm-hmm. not everyone is out to get us but i think just sometimes maybe hopefully i'm not like projecting but it's just like maybe because we're still in this weird world this weird white centric especially like in our queer kind of diaspora we're in it's still just starting to now be made for us. Mm-hmm. We're almost do psych yourself out of situations like that. Cause I will. Um, I think I just walk into it like with that kind of poise. I love um, the word. Yep. I know. For example, mm-hmm. I was in New York, New York city's pride campaign. Yes. And so like the whole cast was crazy. I got to work with like Mike Ruiz and stuff. I saw yes. But in these white centric spaces, mind you, I'm the face. The I'm the face. Just I'm like the face? on the I'm on the poster. Like I'm one of the, I'm one of the faces of the campaign. Yep. And so like I walk into my event. I call it my event because I was literally plastered everywhere. I walk into my <laughs> event and so they're like, oh, they're like your name on the list. I said I'm on a poster. But also, even as a black queer man, mm-hmm. I had to tell him I was on a poster. I feel like I, I feel like Which if I was the other guy who I work with who isn't black, mm-hmm. I feel like he kind of probably just walked in. Yeah, I feel like it's always that second layer. I'm just like, all right, I'm on, I'm on a po- I'm, I'm on your lanyard, and you're kind of cart me. Like you have me on your lanyard. Is it, and this right is here. just somebody at the door. Like yes. I mean, no shade, love the doorman. I mean, but I it's got like... in. I, I got in. I really did. Bless your hearts. But. but... <laughs> But but yeah, I just have to like just have to navigate with poise and like grace throughout the whole like experience, and that's how yeah. I like to operate in this like space of grace. Yeah, it's weird when those things that we don't even think about sometimes get in the way of the most convenient or just not you know out of nowhere occurrence, like just trying to get to work. Essentially, mm-hmm. that's what you're doing, right? You know, you're absolutely right. Like at like a personal example of mine at work too, like. I'll meet a bunch of celebrities, you know, I meet their PR and what, like, and stuff like that every day. And, you know, I come into work looking, you know, cute and everything and hopefully quite youthful. And I'll be walking. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Joey, producer for the show. Very nice to meet you. Then that's when they're like, oh, yes, very nice to meet you. Yes, uh, we'll send you our card, this and this and that. And it's like. That's so weird. I had to let you know that I have a position here and I'm not an intern. Shout out to the interns, too. You used to be a former one. But, like. I had to let you know my position and where I am and what the fuck the I do in this building. You said, actually, I'm keeping the lights on. 
Precisely. Precisely. <laughs> you were messy. Genuinely. I, I let them know, yes, I'm going to be producing your client's interview. Mm. Producing me, your client. Very nice to meet you. Which is so whack to begin with. Mm. Like, it's just like those people that will treat like a custodian member or like they'll like shit or like they'll go on a date with somebody and they'll treat wait staff different. That's fucking corny. I um had a conversation recently in like this panel with Get Bold. Um, and I was in it with a, a lot of other queer uh, creatives and like this black queer lesbian. She, she said, um, I often come on set and I'm a producer and there are white men who approach me and like I'm the help and I have to let them know immediately before everything starts. Hey, I'm producing this. You could be here, here and there. And she even has that kind of battle with authority and she's the person who's running it. You're there because she wanted the talent. You yes. know, like, she's yeah. the head honcho on the ship, and you're still trying to give her a hard time. And I couldn't even imagine, you know? Yeah. And it's unfortunate because people will put that above others for those reasons or because, like, they're not on the face of something. And mm -hmm. it's just, like, like that. they didn't know that she was putting together that whole event. She's the reason why that shit's happening. Mm -hmm. She's the reason why the light's on. She's the reason why their client is getting work. That's so crazy. But why would you approach somebody with that? Anonymity, if that's a word, right? Without <laughs> even trying, I don't fucking know. It just, it just bewilders me because it's just like pointless and it's a waste of time and it's corny. Mm -hmm. It's the whole idea of like you never know who's gonna be your boss one day. Like I remember my first week of work, like somebody told me that, like I think a board operator or something told me that. Interesting. They're just like, yeah, like you're really cool and stuff. Like oh, yeah, I'm just, okay, I'm just like here to work and everything nice and everything. They're like, yeah, because you'll meet some people here that will treat you like your shit. But then once they find out that you're popping and you're becoming Miss Girl, then they'll start talking to you like you're Miss Girl. And this is everywhere. Like, this isn't specific to my place only. This is everywhere, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, oh, my gosh, we've known you since da 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 So happy to see you're doing well, babes. Were you there for me when I was part-time? Nah. That's what I'm saying. I'd just be in my own world. Exactly. I'd be like, in my own world. Exactly. It's so much easier just going to work and being un unbothered than... And to me, I think when people start doing that stuff, that just means they're hating. Or at least I like mm -hmm. to think so, and it just motivates me. Well, that's why I kind of tend to stay in my own bubble. That way, like, I can filter out everything. Or I feel like if you're here, you're here because you want to be here, not because I'm, you know, not exactly. because you're inclined to be here. You're here because you, you want to be here. Exactly. And even if you don't want to be here yet, you have to be here. Right. Sucks for you, girl. Hope you do some sage or something later to cleanse that nasty dark side of the spirit of yours. That sucks. Cause I'm here cause I want to be here. Right. And I'm here because I'm working, mm -hmm. you know, how do you feel about the way queer people are being resent represented now in the industry? Like we talked about like body types or anything, but how do you think queer people are now? Um, represented? I feel like, there is a bigger pool of representation, even though slight. There is a bigger pool of representation to see us. Absolutely. Uh, I see a Darren Jason. I see Wanda. Um, I know many like friends and stuff. I see Corey T. Stokes. Mm -hmm. um, even influencers. I see like a Denzel Dion. Like I see Love, yeah. like different. Like I see us. I see us in different like like avenues, and I see us in different positions yeah. of like power. And it is honestly such a like warm, warming feeling because it's like, yeah, we're doing a lot and we could do everything. Yeah. We're people. <gasps> yeah. Shocker. <laughs> Gag. Yeah. Crazy. And that's the thing. Um, it's good to know that we're not just being used for what people think we're good at. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I've got this the other day at work, not to keep on making examples, but somebody's like, oh, so I assume you're the makeup artist. I was like, no, I'm a producer. Just because I'm cute and I'm glowing doesn't mean I'm your fucking makeup artist, girl. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah, um, exactly. I know I'm fierce. Thank you. This no. is the palette. Anyways, let's get to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> the shade that we're going to be using right here is Adobe Premiere Pro. You know, like, and so it's good. Like, when you use the word bosses, like, it's so good to associate that with queer people. Mm -hmm. You know, who are some, like, queer bosses you look up to? Um... And they could be of any, like, generation, too. Like, not even just, like, current girls right now. Queer bosses. Mm -hmm. 
Corey T. Stokes. Yeah. Um, Edward Ininful. Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi Campbell. Absolutely. Tyra yeah. Banks. Tyra Banks. <laughs> like, she has, like, whatever, her moments on America's Next Time Model, but, yeah. like, let's not forget about Tyra's legacy. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Quinta Brunson. Issa Rae, Love. like these are people who are like inspire me daily. So Absolutely. Just, um, Dwayne Perkins, yep. really, really talented writer actually, um, an actor too. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I think you're making that space too when it comes to animation. Like when I was doing your research and like just following you in general, I was like, mm-hmm. love that you know he's modeled this and this and that. But every time you post about your illustration and your animation work, that's when I'm like. This is so fucking sick because I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll usually see the final product of something being made, but we won't know where it's coming from, who's making it, who that person is. We just get the curated image, the final product. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get the animated series. We'll get the comic book. I don't know who's behind it, though. Mm-hmm. You know, which like, yes, yeah, sometimes that elusiveness is great. But knowing that you're behind your work, that is also great, too. That's what makes it intriguing and that's what keeps me in tune. And I'm not even that into like, I mean, I'm into it, but I'm not good or skilled at illustrating, animating. I come up with those concepts in my head, but delivery, not my spot. But knowing that you're behind all the projects that you're making and your collaborations with Hilltop and Target and all this, that's fucking amazing. And that's you becoming one of those yeah. bosses. You you're know? absolutely right. Um, shout out to Kid Cudi for Intergalactic. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Flying Lotus for Yasuke. Yes. Uh, you know, like, shout out to, you know, the, the pioneers who are doing it um, mm-hmm. that are really, really inspiring me. Uh, shout out to queer pioneers, Rebecca Sugar. Yeah. Um, like, these are the people who are inspiring me that I actively see myself, like, in and stuff. And I feel like um, animation is a space where I always felt like I always wanted to see more of me. Or just yeah. like, for example, Comic-Con is coming up this weekend. And so I feel like a, the task of like being a black cosplayer is always so treacherous and tumultuous. But like when I'm creating these characters for people who look like us, it's going to be a no-brainer. Yeah. Like I did a whole Black Gotham series. And so like for Halloween, people are like emailing me and like DMing me like, hey, I'm going to be Poison Ivy. You're Poison Ivy. Hey, I'm going to be your Harley Quinn. Hey, I'm going to be your Robin. I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about. I love about. that so much. That's what I'm talking about. That's people getting up the day of Comic-Con and they're so excited to put on that. And people seeing themselves, actively seeing themselves, especially yep. in the realm and the world where you just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like growing up watching Naruto and watching Yu-Gi-Oh! and have to, having to find like a, not even a secondary character, a treachery character yep. that I can see myself in. That hardly is even featured. Right. Or two episodes yep. and then dies. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's you're now becoming at the forefront mm, of that mm. industry, which, like, hasn't been touched a lot. And one of my friends from back home, Rose Evergreen, she's a popular drag queen back home in DC, mm-hmm. and she likes to call herself DC's first cosplay drag queen mm-hmm. as well. DC's first black cosplay drag queen, and she's so fucking sick. She's so fucking dope. I'm so proud of her. And she's now built a huge space for herself, and now she's performing at like this huge show Twitch is doing mm-hmm. that's going to be streamed globally. It's like this huge platform. She's getting paid a lot of money for it. And it's because she went out there, and she is her just being her fucking self. Absolutely. And so many people identify with. Have you had people reach out to you beyond like your illustration, just in general? Have you had people now reach out to you and be like, you're that piece of representation that I've been looking for? Yeah, um, I think we're really good to me. Cheered up, a little yoked up. Uh-huh. Um, when I get the emails from the kids, yeah, I get the emails from on my website from the kids. And they're like, hey, I wanted to ask you about this piece you did. I was literally crying. Don't make me think about it. Um, these two kids, they like they emailed me before. But also, kids also randomly always like email me too, which is crazy. They go on my website. Yeah. They, I feel like it's always <laughs> for a school project too. They're always like, hey, my... Uh, my professor wanted me to find somebody who does this. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about this piece? Those are the things that like get me yoked up because literally, that's all I really want to do. Like before mm-hmm. anything else, I feel like it's the most important for me to pour back into, uh, like my inner child. And yeah. I feel like me helping these kids see themselves in like my art is literally so. It means so much to me. It means the world, especially at those young ages that are so developmental. You know, we remember at we have we all have like our own little like 
childhood icons, stars, or like I like to call them heroes, mm -hmm. that even, you know, later on to this day, like Mariah Carey is my hero. Like she's not just like a singing singer. Not, she's not like a sickening singer. She's my hero. Mm -hmm. No pun intended on that <laughs> one too. Didn't mean to do that. Pun intended. But pun intended also <laughs> at the same time. One of her many number ones, 19 to be exact. And, but it's still like, she's my fucking hero. She got me through that. Mm -hmm. Got me through my childhood. And I still think of her as that. So those kids from now till then when they are, are grown are now going to be like, yeah, we grew up loving Thaddeus' coats work. Mm -hmm. You know? Like how we grew up knowing those authors that we can't get out of our head. Dr. Seuss, uh, like whoever wrote like Junie B. Jones. Like we grew up with those childhood icons that stay in our head. Yep. And we grow up to them later, never forget them. And you're becoming that for them. Mm -hmm. You know, does that like hit? Does that sink in at all? Or yes, do you I'm their R.L. Stein. I'm their Lemony Snicket. Yeah. David Lubar. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Especially now <laughs> that you have this animated series coming up mm -hmm. as well. That's in the works. Can you tell us? Anything oh, about that? You, oh, you did your research research. I'm a professional. You did your research I'm a professional. Research. Goodness. Um, okay, so I've been working on this, like, project. I've been working on many projects, actually. Oh. Um, so, like, I got together, like, a pitch Bible, pitch deck for three of the concepts I want to pitch. Mm -hmm. um, there's this wonderful team at Fox Entertainment uh, who is interested in, like, developing my series and so I'll be working with uh Bento Box Animation, the people who do Bob's Burgers. Mm -hmm. Um and so yeah, it's been really cool. Um I don't even know how this lady found me, but in twenty twenty she found me and emailed me and I'm like, is this once again, is this a scam? Right. <laughs> and she was like, No. You look at the domain and everything. That's what I'm saying. It's always like no signature to I it. Said, I'm is like this not a Libowitz forty two again? Not falling for it. Yep. But I had a jump on a Zoom call with her, and she was just like, what are you working on? I want to pour into you. And I was like, what? I don't know how she found me. Like, wow. that's what I'm saying. Amplification is crazy. Community is crazy. Um, and so the, the meeting went really well. I got to see the Simpson studio. I got to, like, meet Nancy Cartwright. She was also... Wow. Nancy Cartwright is the voice of Bart Simpson, if you yep. don't know. Um, I got to see where, like, they draw on set and stuff. Mm -hmm. I got to be on the studio a lot, which is really cool. Um... And yeah, it's been a dream come true for me. Um, I had an internship at Nickelodeon that I was also like developing and pitching uh, my ideas for with them. I also like do work with Carson Network mm -hmm. on Craig of the Creek. Gotcha. Um, so like I, I have my foot in, which is crazy because like visibility is it. so important too, but you would never know. I do so many things. Hey, um, right. <laughs> but you would never know. But yeah, like I have my foot in the pool. So right. when Fox approached me, I was like, this is It's Fox. Fox bag immediately yeah yeah fox so i'm working on something really exciting really soon you'll see <laughs> can you do you have the at least like the skeleton of the show completed mm -hmm. fully realized mm -hmm. can you share a saint like a crumb basically it's a it's about like a ragtag group of like college slash college dropouts who are like navigating life after like post-school but, like, also it has, like, intergalactic time travel in it as well. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's very slapstick, but also very slice of life. It's based off, like, it's loosely based off, like, my my group dynamic with me and my four friends. And so all the personality types are covered. Um, but, yeah. Name is picked and everything? The name is pending. I have, like, certain okay, names I got you. in the works. Wait. You're just waiting for the right one to, like, hit you and be like, that's the one. I actually, The name that I actually pitched, she loved. Okay. So, like, so the, the name I pitched, she loved. But, like, mm -hmm. it might change. Who knows? But. Of course. I like the name, too. <laughs> That's fucking huge. That's fucking huge. So, yeah. Also, I wanted to That's do. Amazing. There were three different series I was working on. Mm -hmm. So, the second series I can speak on because, I mean, it wasn't chosen. But I probably will end up pitching it again. Exactly. It's called House Rules. Okay. And so, that follows, like, a group of, like, five friends. And they're, like, in the ballroom scene. But it's almost like Kids Next Door. I love that. Yeah, yeah, so I have each of the characters realized, fully realized. There's like femme queen, house mother, uh, you know, LSS, all that, all that uh -huh, good stuff, all, all that good it. stuff. Um, but like, yeah, I was really, really passionate about that. And yeah. I was like, I've, I've seen no queer animated like cartoons like that. And it'd be so cool. That would be so sick. Yeah, so that's that's the one that they didn't take. So that would be so I'll sick. get it ready to pitch to somebody else. That's like Teen Titans, essentially, just, just as sickening. Right. Because like, we love Teen Titans, but like, yeah, that sounds fucking. Fierce. It's like for t it's like the battle to become the top house. 
So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sitting right next to a CEO. Wow. No, I'm completely fine, but I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. I genuinely am. And I'm very thankful for you coming and I'm thankful for what you do because you genuinely do a lot. Mm-hmm. You existing, you working hard, you putting yourself out there and bringing quality mm-hmm. too. You know, because like a lot of people are just like, yeah, I'm just myself. And they'll rely on their authenticity selling. And it's like, all right, authenticity is fierce, but you want a little bit of quality and work <laughs> ethic there. And it's all there. And it's really good, too. Mm-hmm. It's a system. See Once it. you create a system, I feel like you can literally just plug in all the pieces. Mm-hmm. The system is what people, I think people forget. Like authenticity is great, but authenticity Absolutely. without like a system is just like bread and no butter. Exactly. How are you going to get it? How are you going to get it to people? You know, you have to think about all that stuff. And it doesn't have to be, you know, as like generic as like social media, da, da, da. but it's like, how, how do you get your message across solely? Mm-hmm. How do you get your message across while staying authentic? How do you get your message across while not really giving in to pressure from others, listening to critiques from others that know better and learning, but also not selling your authenticity just for their check. Right. Which is easy, which is a really easy thing to do in any type of industry, animation, modeling, et cetera. But I don't know. It's just good to see that one. Like just, it's good to see a living example of people that staying true to themselves mm-hmm. really works. Like it's those cliches that we hear growing up that are fucking cliches and they're corny, but like they're cliches for a reason. Cause they're true, mm-hmm. you know, but I want to thank you for joining. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. Let everyone know where they could find you. Any upcoming projects from all the different fucking talents and skills mm-hmm. that you beautifully possess. Um, yeah. You can follow me on uh, IG and TikTok at Happy Potter. That's H-I-P-P-Y-P-O-T-T-E-R. On Twitter, it's It's Hippie Potter. So that's I-T-S Hippie Potter. Um, or you can find me on HippiePotter.com. Uh, I have my own flavor of Pop-Tarts. Buy a, buy a box. Um <sighs> Halo Top too, right? Yes. I forgot to mention that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. I also have my own underwear with me undies. So maybe buy some underwear and eat a pop tart. <laughs> Both sound really lovely. Both sound very lovely. That's exactly what I'm about to do later today. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for joining. Ooh. My hat was doing that the whole time. I don't. Okay. Cute. <laughs> Sickening. Exactly. Thank you so much, my love. Everyone, tune in next week. Me, myself, and. See y'all later. Work. Do it. Yeah. My tend to be dry. I'm not on Tinder anymore. My tend to be dry. I mean, I I hate Tinder. That's why when I go in, I'm just like, I literally go, I check Tinder every semester. Semester? Like every like quarter (laughs) of the year I check it and I just never get on it again. Yeah. Anytime the app reminds me I still have it, I'm just like, oh yeah. It's so hard to have conversations on there. Like they all feel forced. If anything, like it feels more inauthentic and forced than grinders. Like at least grinder people know what they want. I've I'm never been on grinder. Really? I've been off of it for Or Jack. I've never been on any of those hookup apps. Yeah, I've been Which off is crazy. of crazy. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, it's easy to get on them and get into them. I've literally been off of them for like four years now. And I they scare myself. me. I've never been on them before. Plus I think Scruff is more into like the animalistic side. Like the bear community. But I'm like scared that. of that. I'm scared of them too. I'm not into that. Me either. I'm scared. I'm not into that. I'm scared. Scared. Petrified. I'm all right. You know, a little smack here and there. Great. Love. But I'm scared. All this animal. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Otter pops and little. I said, no. I'm Otter a, <laughs> I'm a human being. Right. I'm a human being, babe. I've worked on this for way too damn long to be called a what? A cub? Please. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I don't know, but also something I'm just into that, but I'm just not. Right. Like, I'm happy for them that they have a community that they feel. I'm actually over. I'm actually over men right now. Yeah. I'm over men. I actually See? really don't want to no more. I really don't. Men don't know how to communicate. And I just don't have time for it. I agree. So I'm, I'm in my self-love era again. I love <laughs> single hot air. But being single is so fucking fun. For me, I've never had a boyfriend. I'm male obsessed. Okay. I would say. Not male obsessed. I just I like that. that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's a good category. fucking hot. People are hot to begin with. That is that a, a that is a really good categorization of how I feel about dating men. I don't even want to date them. I just want to be obsessed with you just for a little bit. And then I'm done. Yeah. That's why like my like all my uh like personal relationships with men and stuff like that. 
my experiences in like hooking up essentially because mm-hmm. like that's where i got my start in at first because like high school i was like fat arab that all at the same time growing up in maryland that didn't help didn't have anyone so then college comes around lost weight got cuter and then suddenly i'm hooking up with everyone and stuff like that and i'm like i miss dating but whatever and i was like you know what i could i could have gone without all that stress and shit that comes from dating i've learned just as much of dealing with people just from right the thing about the thing about like dating and stuff in general is what it starts out for me whenever a guy first start talking to a guy he's like oh my gosh boom 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 he was so obsessed with me and I wait a little bit. I wait a little bit because I say if I really release uh, my obsession, uh, I'm gonna expect so much from you, and you're not even gonna be able to meet that. Yeah. So I'm just gonna chill out. So I actually start liking the boys, and then all of a sudden they want to play ghosts. Why you want to play ghosts? You was you yeah, was you literally were into on me you first. Were into me first. It's like the ice spice thing. Like you thought I was. You thought I was fooling you. Really but then I did. You know. I was. Like, I was. <laughs> like, then I started fucking. Good. I and was then you did. And that's what I realized. I think guys, and it's fucking unfortunate because I see myself doing this now. Guys kind of use the attention from other people as an ego boost to then go get the person that they actually want. You know what I mean? Wait, that's deep. Yeah. Wait, you might have just unlocked something for me. Hit record. Kidding. But (laughs) no, that's like, I feel like that's like what it is. And even like, and it sucks and I'm trying to like unwire that myself, but I see that now. Like, there'll be somebody who I think is like cute, like if I, like, I think they're cute. I would probably go on a date with them. I'd hook up. But they're not, like, my main one that I have. They're not the trending topic guy that I have in my mind. Okay. They're not the number one that I'm like, oh, if he was ready, I'd put everything down and be there. So, I do would think, take... Okay, do you think all guys have that? Because... Maybe. Oh, my gosh, you're probably right. Maybe. Maybe you're you probably the problem. Right. You're probably right. And it is so it is so sick how right you are. That's it. But I think the thing is, you want to be that for like, or just me, for, I'm sick for me. Uh-huh. I want to be that to the guys that I'm dating. And if I'm not very much drop everything and read, it's like, what are you doing? Why am I here? Exactly. Is it a comfortability thing? Because I will just not be here. And yeah. I feel like when I feel, when I feel like that, honestly, I, I like withdraw. And then once I start withdrawing, they want to start coming. It's like, don't play these games. Exactly. One time withdrawing two out of all time. I got to see this TikTok. It's a TikTok about a girl, and she was like, there was Sally. It was just, it was trending on, on uh-huh. t- um, um, Twitter. I might have seen it, yeah. Yeah, this girl named Sally. Um, Sally was interested in Rob and, like, Dave. Uh, the only reason that Sally isn't with Rob or Dave because she's seen that Dave was checking his... He was constantly updating his Tinder profile, so she knows he's not taking you seriously. And... Um, you can tell the other guys I'm taking you seriously too. And she was like, you're wasting your time with these two men, but you should drop both of them and go find an Ethan. And I said, that is what I'm doing. Because Ethan, the, the moment Ethan met you, Ethan deleted his dating, dating apps. And it's only focused on you. And you can't chase an Ethan. Ethans will come to you. Wait, I'm about to cry. Uh, like, wow, you right. ain't. Why are you, why are you, you know, eating? Like, you're realizing like, that. Why are you eating like this? You like, are really smart. True. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm realizing right now too. Like, you can't chase that shit. That's when, though, you start to really love, like, the single era. Is when you know that, like, the shit isn't under my control anyways. So why am I going to make it? Of course, you could entertain people mm-hmm. and have a good time and enjoy people's company. But, like, when you make it your mission to go after Ethan's and stuff like that, that's just blocking the blessing. They're I've also found it, like, really, once I, like, okay, so I do this trial era where I see how many times I have to take you out or hit you up to take you out. Mm -hmm. And then if I feel like after the third or fourth time, after the third time, if I feel like I'm I'm always actively being the one to ask to take you out and you're not asking to take me out, then I know that it's done. Yeah. You've never made any effort to try to take me out. You've given, like, good mornings and highs and byes. But if you really wanted to see me, you set up a time. Exactly. Because I set up times. Exactly. Often. Exactly. They'll just be doing the bare minimum that... Guys, too, love company. They love attention. So if you're willing to give them the 95%, they don't mind pitching in the extra five. I hate that. I you're hate that so, so right. What is wrong with us? It's, and it <laughs> sucks because, like, when we, like, for me, like, dealing with toxic men, I feel like slowly, like, I kind of became one for a minute. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This isn't right. Unwire it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing now. So I'm learning how to, like, responsibly and properly mm-hmm. and thought around responsibly and properly. I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be hot and mysterious. Exactly. From now on. Hot and mysterious. It's the way to go. Like, I don't know. It's just like 
it's just pointless. And, like, all my friends are in relationships, which randomly happened over the summer out of all times, which I was like, mm-hmm. I thought we were about to be hot girls this summer. But it's fall. It's, like, cuffing uh, season. It's, it's like, come on. It's cuffing season. I never cared for cuffing season. I want to be, like, snuggle up watching Goosebumps listening to Sweater Weather. What's wrong? Like, why, nice, <laughs> why can't I no, have she that? paint the scene. <laughs> Nice. But no, instead I'm hanging up art in my studio because, <laughs> because I'm in my And you could have been helping me hang up the baby, can you pass me? Now it's just <laughs> sweater weather playing in the back and no one else is singing along. It's just just me. Jeez Louise. You know what I think it is though too? I think for you and me that are very like self efficient, what I realized for me personally mm-hmm. is that like everything that I've gotten this internship work all that going from Maryland to here I've done myself and I pride myself on that mm-hmm. you know getting myself together losing weight da, 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 everything myself completely and sometimes I think because of that because oh, I could achieve this job that job bag this bag that I'm like oh him I could bag which like is a fierce mindset work. to have at first but then when you're like oh like oh yeah yeah absolutely Wait, let me take a photo so that way when you post the thing, I could do like a little cute little teaser. Okay, let me see. Video or picture? A picture. Perfect. Love. Cute. I love it.